0: Alright, fuck it. Here's a little disclaimer for your ass. Right off the bat, everybody involved in this podcast, myself, wants you to know that we love d But we're not always going to agree with each other on every topic that we talk about. And we're not always going to love everything the band puts out or the band does. If you're the kind of person that loves everything they do and think that the band can do no harm, this podcast might not be the one for you and you might want to find a different one. Otherwise, we appreciate you listening and eat, drink, and be merry. Hello, Chelsea. Hello, Josh Holmes. What's up? Oh, not much. Currently waiting for Trevor to get in here to make sure he can hear and speak. What up, Trevor? (laughs) He is here. (laughs) Trevor is in the building. (laughs) Trevor is in the building, and hopefully he's not leaving the building this time. No, you
1: know what? I'm out in the middle of nowhere in Minnesota, and I swear to God, Mother Nature, just being like, dude, put down the technology and come play with me.
0: Yeah. Right? Well... I uh, had to search for uh different things for this phone to get it to work finally but I switched phones and we are on to the fifth or sixth take now but uh you know Nice think- dude
1: Josh before you move on I just got to say and I got to throw this out there you talked before about the gorge and you said you asked if I've been there the answer is yes I've been there a couple of times and you said you haven't been there cuz you don't like to fly but I just want you to know and everyone else to know that when I lived in Minnesota a couple of my buddies and I hopped in a car and we drove 24 straight hours to the gorge so you can do highway 90 is. if you have the will you can find the way i promise
0: well with that being said i'm a little further on the east coast than minnesota so, so that, that's gonna be one hell of a <laughs> hey, job you gotta
1: want it to get it buddy
0: i agree anyway um this is lying in the hands of pod everybody we're gonna talk about dave matthew's band and everything to relate with him we did try to record earlier i'm not sure if that stuck so if it going to take care of that for you right now and we're going to just start over and do a quick recap of what we've gone over in case you're not going to be able to hear the last one so anyway my name is josh fallsby i'm from west virginia um and uh, I'm, i'm a big dave matthews band fan and um you know we are super excited to uh to bring you this podcast and we've been talking about this podcast for a few weeks now and uh there's gonna be multiple people involved but today right now with me um, is uh, T.C. and Chelsea so um, you know we're just going to start off where uh, where we began the last time in case you all are not going to get to hear that one so uh, Chelsea go ahead and tell them who you are and where you're from.
2: I'm Chelsea I'm from Everett, Washington which is just north of Seattle which is then very north of the Gorge which would be my home venue I have yet to see the band at the Gorge but I have seen Kings of Leon perform there it was a his for performance, but what are you going to do when you have Dave Matthews Band to look up to? Uh, uh, <laughs> so I have uh, seen them in Phoenix five times. Um, the last time was right after Roy died, which was really rough for me. But yeah, I'm I'm ready for the Gorge this year. Super ready.
0: Yeah, I. Uh, nice, you're absolutely- gonna love it. Hopefully nobody from Kings of Leon is listening to this podcast (laughs) (laughs) and frowning upon the fact that Chelsea did not enjoy their live performance at the God's Amphitheater.
2: It was Um, terrible.
0: Well, you know, that happens sometimes. I mean, you, uh, you had mentioned uh, Pearl Jam and Nirvana and uh, the, the past recording that we tried to do. And I gave kind of a disgusted sound, but you know, teach their own. Anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> Trevor, go ahead and tell them who you are and where you are from. Right on. Um, so, yeah, my name is Trevor.
1: Uh, I live in a little place uh, in Georgia, it's a suburb of Atlanta called Peachtree City. Um, it's about 40 minutes from Atlanta itself. So my home venue now um, is, well, there's actually two they play um, this year. They play the full band played um, at Lakewood amphitheater. Uh, last year, Dave and Tim played at Verizon, which is in Alpharetta um, Lakewood's in the ghetto. So I definitely prefer Verizon, even though it's a little bit further of a drive. Um, I'm originally from Minnesota though. So I still would say if, if it came down to it, my home venue, my true home venue that's in my heart would be Alpine. Um, it's incredible. It's just, it's, This crazy place, it's stupidly sad that they don't play there anymore or they haven't played there in a while, but it's just this incredible venue. It's one of those places where there's so many people there. You're down in the pit, you turn around, and you look up, and honestly, God, the very last thing you can see against the sky is somebody's head, and I just think that is unbelievably cool when you can go to a venue like that.
0: Right. Absolutely, and you're talking to a guy that's um, never been to the gorge, and Trevor has been there. Chelsea has been there not to see Dave Matthews band, but to see a band that she wasn't very impressed with. Um But uh, I, uh, you know, I, in West Virginia, our closest, I, I guess one of the closest shows is Burgettstown. And that is the venue that we go to every year to see the band. And um I, th- that's that's my home venue. The only other place that I, and I haven't even seen the band any other place. That's the only place that I've seen the band. I've seen Dave and Tim, um, three three times now i um i saw them at um Cuyahoga falls uh at blossom and i mean that that was an incredible venue and my first time there was last year when the band took the hiatus and it was just dave and tim and um i've seen them at farm aid dave and tim both twice now um i was at farm aid in charlotte uh three years ago where was like that, that. Show at? uh it was um you asked me too quick let me uh is it yeah. was it in
1: the amp? Was it outdoors? Was it at the yeah, PNC
0: look, look, Music? It. I'm going to meander over here to my poster that is on the wall. It was at Walnut Creek Amphitheater, and it wasn't Charlotte. It was Raleigh. Got it. All right. So, 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 my fault on that. And then I we seen them in uh, Burgettstown last year when they did Farm Aid, and that was kind of a cool, cool experience um, for me, just because uh, being in my home venue and getting getting to see Farm Aid there, and being to a part of a Farm Aid prior. Um, it was cool to be able to see it at home, you know, close to home to us um, and it 's crazy because, like I said, is the closest venue for us, and we go there every year and you nice. know i 'm sure it 's just like every Dave show you know it's it 's a big almost like a family gathering, you know everybody there is there for the same reason, so you all have something in common, so you all have something to speak about and um you know you see a lot of West Virginia and a lot of a lot of Pennsylvania license plates uh being that Burgesstown is in Pennsylvania, which is probably I think about a half hour forty five minutes uh, away from Pittsburgh. Um, so I mean, really, most people call it Pittsburgh, but uh, you know, um, I uh, so I mean, have you you all have seen them so far this year or no? No,
2: I know mean, you're waiting yes. for the
0: gorge, and you have Trevor. I've seen them this year, yes. Yeah, our show was June first, um, so that is the the one and only uh, show that I'm going to be able to go to this year. So, uh, so Chelsea is looking forward to Labor Dave weekend.
2: <laughs> Labor Day weekend.
0: Labor Day uh, yeah. weekend. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah man, I- I've got I've got friends that live uh, relatively close to me that that go to the gorge uh, usually every other year when they play there, and uh, you know I've heard so many great things about it, and seeing you know the gorge DVD that they put out with the the, the dual CD, um, I mean, it's just it's such a beautiful place just seeing it on video, and I I can only imagine. What that place looks like, um, you know, in person. Um, you know what? Yeah. It's it's a super cool venue,
1: and uh, I think you know, about the part of it, obviously they play incredible sets. But Chelsea you being there in Foams, you can you can kind of envision this. But just for everyone else listening out there that has been to the Gorge, uh, and maybe even those that are wanting to go to the Gorge, it's that moment, man. It's that moment when you get to the top of the hill. You're walking up, and you get to the top of the hill, and you can finally see down at the stage, and you see the Gorge behind it. Man, it is that moment where, like, for me, driving out there 24 hours, it was that moment when I was like, yep, this is worth it. This, this is why I did this. And then they just play incredible shows out there. So, uh, yeah, it's just, man, it's a, it's a phenomenal place.
0: Yeah, everything just, uh, I'm assuming from what you're saying, everything just makes sense once you get to the top that, of the that hill it. and get to see it's, everything.
1: You're
2: right. Yeah, it's it's it. everything opens up. You can see Columbia River behind it and the big stage and the huge lawn and then all the reserve seats at the bottom. And it's just the way it opens up
0: to you is so beautiful. Well, and I mean, I think that's probably one of, if not the only place, that they really do a, a full weekend show at anymore.
2: Yeah, I don't think that they do a full weekend show many places.
0: I it, mean, depends. Right, it depends. It like, depends. So.
1: A couple of years ago, they did a three-nighter in Berkeley. Um, and they still do. Like, when they play Alpine, it's usually two-night. I mean, they do a lot of two-nighters. But the three-nighters like that, not very common anymore,
0: yeah, I was gonna say it's been about I think four or five years because they did do two nighters in Burgettown, um a few years ago, and I wasn't—I I believe that I'd went to one night but didn't go to the uh, to the second night. But uh, I mean, with that being said, we've pretty much covered where we're from and and where our home venues are at. So I mean, Trevor, what uh, what is uh, what is the reasoning and, and why are you so into this band and what got you into them to begin with? Sure. So getting into it. Um...
1: Kind of a funny story. Some people, most people, will probably remember this and understand. But back in the '90s, uh, they had these CD ordering companies, right? It was Columbia and BMG, and uh, you basically get a magazine, and they list all the different CDs in there you could get. And there was some some deal. I don't remember what it was. Maybe you order ten, and you get them for X amount of money, whatever it was. But uh, my brother did it, and I would always just sneak into his room and steal his CDs and listen to them on my diskman. And uh, you know he was at that point in time into all sorts of different kinds of music, but it was a lot of rap, right? A lot of Snoop Dogg and Jay Z and Dre and and things like that. And I walked nothing, in
0: and I saw this. Was it nothing wrong with any of that either? Nothing wrong with <laughs> any of that. Hey, hey,
1: I, I listened to it, so obviously I appreciate it. But um, absolutely, I saw this different. This album, this different. It was just it was totally different than all the rest. And it was Crash. And this was in like ninety eight, ninety nine, I believe. Um, And I took that thing and I put it in, and man, I was blown away. It was just, it was radical compared to everything else I had heard. And, you know, I came from sort of a musical background. I did a lot of music when I was younger. I was in all sorts of different kind of choirs and band. And I think something that I really appreciated being, you know, coming from a musical background is just being able to dissect the band and listen to each individual part and be like, man, this guy can wail on the saxophone. This guy is incredible guitar and drums, blah, blah, blah. You know I mean? You, you take each person in the band at that point in time and they were the best of the best or some of the best of the best. And, you know, that's why I really fell in love with it. Um, and as for why, you know, I still love this band and why I still keep going, man, it, it's really hard to explain and I'll, I'll try to put it in words. And maybe somebody can understand it, but it's one of those, when I'm at a Dave show for the two and a half hours or so that they play, it is the time of the year that I most feel like myself. Like if I was going to describe who I am as an individual, the moments that I'm there and what I'm feeling and what I, I mean, it's, it's almost indescribable. It is where I just most feel like myself. And I feel like it's this incredible thing when you can come together with these people that have radically different backgrounds and they all come together and they share that same love for this one thing it's just—it's an amazing feeling, and that's why I love the band. I look forward to it every year. I go to multiple shows every year, and I—you I, know—until they're done, I'm going to continue to do the same thing because, like I said, it's where I feel like me.
0: No, and that completely makes sense to me. And I believe on that note, we just lost—we just lost Chelsea. Um, it does not show her in the chat head anymore, um, but uh, you know, we might as well just continue this conversation. And we will cut Chelsea in later, um, but I mean that—that that completely makes sense to me. And it's like, to me, as a grown man, you know, I'm not like, I don't like to let too many people know that I cry a whole bunch, but there's, there's a few moments in my life that I can admit to crying to. And when my son was born, um, uh, was, was one of those. And, uh, absolutely. uh, you know, and and not to lead on to any more, but my son, uh, his middle name is Matthew, of course, being named after Dave, and his first name Hendricks, named after Jimi Hendrix, another one of those huge loves um, of music in my life. But uh, I, uh, I mean, you know him being born was one of those times that I, that I bawled like a baby. Um, the first time that I saw my wife walk down the aisle was another one of those times. You know and then there's been loved ones that passed away in the past that you know obviously bring emotion to a to a to a person but it's it's like uh, every time that I see them, it's like this huge overwhelming emotion that hits you of happiness of sadness yeah. of of every kind of emotion that you can possibly one can possibly feel, and it's just like. I can't help. And, you know, there's there's probably plenty of people out there that are going to be like, man, that guy's a pussy. But <laughs> at the no, same time. I don't time... think so, though. I mean,
1: I, you know, I think if they're listening, they, they probably understand, too. And like you were saying, is, isn't is it an incredible thing that this band can do that? They can elicit all sorts of different emotions through different yeah. songs. I, I mean, mean they, it... they can pull on every single string you got in your body by playing a different song. And you can get all of that in one night. You can feel everything you've got in
0: one night. That is an incredible experience. And it's like other than Dave, you know, in the band, like I said earlier, Jimi Hendrix is one of those guys. But I've never watched Jimi Hendrix play or listened to a Jimi Hendrix record and been able to feel that type of emotion. It's just a different, as you said earlier. It just it's one of those times that you look forward to most, and you feel you feel like yourself the most. And I, I completely agree with that statement. I believe that you know you hit that. Excuse me, you hit that on the head as good as you could hit that because. I truly, truly feel that there is there's no other place that I feel at home other than, you know, my house. And sometimes when I see Dave, that's I, it feels like, you know, I could set up camp and just be there and I'd be perfectly fine with it. But, um, you know, it's just the emotion that this band and, and, and um, just seeing them and hearing them brings to me. It's just I mean, not even only seeing them, there's times where, you know, I've heard just as I'm sure you have, just about every song that they've got in their catalog that they've put out. And I'm sure there's things that they haven't played, you know, out in in public and, you know, put on a CD that, you know, haven't been heard. But, uh, you know, I'll, for instance, you know, I, Cortez is one of my favorite songs. Oh, it's incredible. And it's one of my favorite songs to play when I'm with my band. And I just, to hear that song, that song is not only one of my favorite songs that they do. I know it's a cover, obviously. I'm a big Neil Young fan as well, Mm -hmm. but, to hear them do that song, it just makes me it makes me feel the very same exact way that I felt when I heard that song for the first time. And it's just it's an overwhelming feeling of, of emotion. And it's just like, those, as you said, there's it's it's amazing that a band playing music can make you feel that. And I know you said that you know your background was kind of, you know, you being in music and band and choir and stuff like that. I was the same way. You know, I've I've sang for a long, long time, and you know, not to, you know, speak of, about myself, you know, much further than just the 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 day conversation, but you know, I play music for a living, and I've I've sang for a long, long time, and um, you know, I, I've played guitar for probably about ten or twelve years now, and you know, I I don't work a job, I I do music full time, and it's uh, it's just, I don't understand. You, you'll show people this band that you feel so strongly about. And, and it, it just, uh, I, they don't see it or they don't feel it. And it just, it, it, not to sound like an asshole, but it, it just, it really kind of rubs you the wrong way. Not to be like, I'm that person that's like, oh, fuck you, you don't like Dave, we can't speak. You know, I'm not like that, but it's just like, it, it, it makes you try to convince that person like, you know, you're yeah. wrong and this is this is why you should like them. You know? Yeah, well, it, the it's... funny
1: thing is too, is like I told you, I, I found the Crash album that got me into Dave and my brother's bedroom. And i listen to it for the first time. My brother hates Dave Matthews band like, Oh, really? he, to, to this day. Yep, yeah, I mean, it was one of those things, like I said, that, the, that company, I mean, you just order random albums, right? I mean, it's, you just, you're, you're collecting. I mean, you're just gathering all this music and, you know, he probably liked a lot of it and didn't like some of it. And it happens to be that Dave Matthews is one of those things that, I mean, they don't get it. And I've played Dave Matthews for my parents before. And, you know, it's, I mean, I think they kind of say they like it just to make me feel good, but I don't think they necessarily like it. My wife likes it. I go to shows with her, but it's the same thing. And, you know, what? I spent the longest amount of time trying to justify why I do what I do in terms of the Dave Matthews experience and spend the money I do. And I just I don't even try anymore. If I bring it up to somebody and I'm not afraid to do it, it's one of the first things I'll do when I describe who I am to somebody new that I'm meeting. Because I just it's important to me and I want them to know that it's important to me and uh, the reactions, you know, whatever they are, I don't try to justify it anymore. I don't try to convince them that I'm right and they're wrong. I just it is what it is. If they if they get it, they get it. If they don't, I'm totally fine. It's not about them getting it for me, it's about me getting it and what it means to me at the end of the day.
0: Yeah, but with the, with that being said, I completely understand and can agree with that, but there's still got to be that little piece of you that that just wishes that you could get this person into this band that you care so much about. Oh, at the end of the day, I just know they're wrong and I'm right, so I'm good with it. That's <laughs> exactly what You're I was right. talking about before. But see, it's like you said—you you know, your parents aren't really into it. It's, it's funny because my dad is what the old timers call would call a deadhead. And oh yeah, my my dad, um, you know, listened to the Grateful Dead and and went to see. The Grateful Dead. Uh, a lot of times in concert, and I remember having a conversation with him. My, my father works on the oil rigs, and um, a few years ago, I had uh, driven a road up with him to uh, upstate New York. He was he was doing a job up there, and I'd uh, rode with him up there. And I remember pretty much the whole way, I, I'd listened to Dave. Uh, got my CD collection out, and, and we'd listen to the the, uh, the band on the way up there, and you know, we would casually after, you know, this song or that song, we would we would speak about the band and why he he looked at, he kind of looked at me and he said, you know, I don't know how you go and see them as much as you do. And, and you, you, you like them as much as you do. You know, they must be playing these songs differently because I couldn't go see a band and have them um, have them play the same songs over and over again, the same exact way. And it's just like, dad, dad, you have no idea. It's like, you know, they, they don't play these songs the same way every night. It's different. That's why it's fun. It's it's fun to hear those songs that, you know, maybe you don't hear in all these shows. Maybe you'll get lucky and get to hear this song, that they haven't played in forever. Or, you know, you'll get to hear one of your favorite songs that you've been looking forward to hear all year. And it's like, you know, it's like I'm trying to explain to my father and then it's like, well, well, dad. You went to go see the Grateful Dead all the time, so you should be able to understand right. what it is that I like about this band so much you know you you can't give me shit for 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 doing the same thing you did, but with a different band you know and, right. um yeah my uh, my mom and my, my parents aren't uh uh aren't into that see my background with music growing up I remember my mom my mom listened to AC/DC a whole bunch my mom was really into the the hair the hair metal or you know the ACDCs the Bon Jovis the White Snake stuff like that and you know I still listen to that stuff to this day I don't mind not that stuff I like it yeah not as near as much as I listen to to Dave and them but you know that's kind of and my dad kind of listened to Skinner and CCR and you know the yeah, Southern rock right. classic rock type yeah. stuff which is what I was raised on so to to you know and, and I understand as you grow older you have your own taste and you kind of. Span off from what you were, you know, grown up on, and it's not to say that I still don't love that stuff because I do, but um, it's kind of it's kind of like at some point in my life I took a sharp left, and I found this this band, Dave Matthews Band, and it's like when I was I remember I was younger, I'm 25 now, and um, you know, uh, uh, as Chelsea said earlier, or she might not have said during this podcast, but you know, she's probably the oldest of the group. Um, I'm 25. And I remember being maybe right out of high school and my cousin was dating a girl that was a few years older than him. She was probably in her maybe late 20s, early 30s at the time. And um, she wasn't a Dave fanatic, but she was she she liked Dave and she liked the band. And um, I remember her having crash and that was the first experience that i'd ever had with them and um i believe you had said earlier it was crash was the first album that you'd really listened to of of them right and i remember hearing these songs that 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 i'd never heard anything like them before and as you said you could hear kind of every instrument going on and there's there's so one but you would think with all this stuff going on at once it would be a huge disaster and it's it's completely the opposite of that it's just I I remember listening to it and 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 having to, you know, after a song got done, not letting not letting it go to the next song, hitting back and letting that song that I just listened to repeat because I had to hear it again, and it's just like like I said, not feeling those emotions or feelings about music before. It's just um, I, I I just. I'd never, like I said, I'd never felt that way before about music. And I've loved music my whole life, And as far as I can remember. You know, my grandmother tells me stories of me getting up as a, a child in church and, and singing as a, a little kid, you know. And it's just like, I like I said, I've always loved music. But something about this band, the, the first time I heard them, just instantly made me dive completely deep into them. And through the years, it's gotten deeper and deeper, my love for this band. And it's there's no other band in the world or no other group that I've ever listened to that makes me feel the way that this band does. And, you know, that's why I I feel that not only am am I knowledgeable about the band, but you know, I, I love podcasts. And I think that if there's people out there that are talking about things, I'm interested in, and I want to listen. I feel that there's people out there that are also interested in what we're talking about and they'll be interested in listening as well. I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, you know, why not? I mean, you only live once. You might as well be passionate about the things that you want to be passionate about and, you know, let people know. This just gives us a a bigger forum to be able to talk about the things that we're already talking about with our friends and loved ones. Yeah. I mean, if you look
1: around and you really look around, you know, as a big
0: fan, there are a lot of
1: people that are still to this day incredibly passionate about what's going on, um, you know, both positively and negatively in terms of passion. But, you know, they just care. They really care. And, uh, you know, I think if we can be a voice for that um, or if we can facilitate other conversations around that and help people kind of collectively come together with those thoughts and we can put and put that out for people to enjoy, man, let's do it. Because at the end of the day, we all love the same thing.
0: So let's talk about it. Yeah, exactly. And it's like I said, they make you feel all these kinds of emotions. And that's what. Not that they're going to feel the same exact emotions when they listen to our podcast that they do when they listen to the band. But I want people to be like, fuck, yeah, that sounds great. That's exactly how I feel. And I want people to say, fuck, no, that guy's an idiot or that girl's an idiot. And what they think is not what I think, because at the end of the day, you want people to think you don't want people to be sheep and just follow in line. You want people to have an opinion. And that's why I believe that we've got a mixed bag of people that are not always going to agree with everything that we have to say and that are going to talk and debate with each other on on certain things that we have to say about this band. Yeah, I mean, there is no one that, – that's what I love, right? I mean, opinions matter. There is
1: no one right answer to any of this. and Other than uh, when it comes to liking the band. That's, liking right, the band. that's right. That's yeah. right. In fact, it's, it's really funny that you mentioned that. Um, you know, Chelsea, she got disconnected. She just came back into the world a couple seconds ago online. Uh, and she, it, she had no idea. Obviously, she can't hear what we're talking about. But she sent this meme, and it says, everyone deserves a fair chance unless they don't like Dave Matthews. Then they deserve a high five in the face with a shovel. Those people are icky. <laughs> like, it literally couldn't be more perfect. We were just saying yeah. that. She has no idea that we're having the conversation exactly. about that. And then she sends it.
0: That is the truth. And she's completely uh, passionate the way we are, so it just it makes sense that she would send something like that. And it's just like as much as I love the Dave Matthews Band and you and I said the they've now been called the Dave Matthews Band forever. But as much as I love Dave Matthews Band and you, you do and Chelsea do, it's like you know she mentioned Pearl Jam and Nirvana earlier, and this isn't a podcast about either of those bands, but I couldn't feel more strongly in the exact opposite way about those two bands than I have this band, but that's another thing that I, that I, like I just said earlier, opinions where we all have opinions. And as you said, there's no right, there's no wrong. And that's the point of us talking about this because not only, I mean, we're, we are complete strangers to each other other than the fact that, you know, we're in the Dave Matthews band family on Facebook and we all had you know, I posted about starting a podcast, and 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 you and Chelsea and these other people that are going to be a part of this podcast in the future said, "Hell, yeah, I want to be a part of this." And we're going to have opinions, and, and that's the point of this podcast. It's not going to be a doll podcast where we just go on about nothing. It's going to be a podcast that you know about something we feel strongly about, and we're hoping that people listen to this podcast because they feel as strongly about this band as we do. That's right, buddy, we're going to throw it down with words. Exactly. Throw down with words. A um, uh, Karate chop to the face with some vocabulary, if you will. Um, Absolutely. So we're going to take a little bit, a, little, a quick little break here. I'm going to uh, run upstairs and grab another beer because I'm recur- currently recording in the basement. And uh, uh, we're going to get Chelsea back in here and we're going to hear what her little story is uh, behind getting to the Dave Matthews band. We're going to have a few more things we're going to talk about and um, that'll be the show for today. But uh, we'll be back here in just a few minutes. All right. Cheers, buddy. Trevor, my main man, you are back in action. What's up, buddy? Not uh, Got another beer ready to go. Oh, you got another beer. I got another beer. I switched from gin and tonic to a beer now. Kind of just, you know, keeping things light and spry. Well, you know what they say, liquor before beer, you are in the clear, my man. That's why I do it. (laughs) I I just taught that to my 12-year-old nephew, actually. (laughs) Starting him at a young age, you might as well get him going on the right track. That's right. Oh my god. Life lessons, life lessons. Mm-hmm. Chelsea Chelsea is back in action as well with us. We had lost her prior um uh, and uh, me and Trevor it, I spoke a little bit uh about uh you know the band and uh you know why we still like going to see them and what got us into them. So, we'll let Chelsea quickly um you know not to put her in a rush, but we'll let Chelsea kind of speak upon you know how she got into the band and um we'll go from there. So, I mean, Chelsea, you know, what, what got you listening to this band to begin with? And, uh, you know, tell us a little bit about that.
2: Um, when I was about 19, I hung out with a a bunch of guys that we would drink and have house parties with. And one day they just put on some Dave Matthews and I questioned how I hadn't heard of them before. And so they threw on crush for me and, the video, the way the guys interacted with each other, the black and white, the drinking, the smoking, all, the, whole, the way the whole video came together just really intrigued me. And so I decided to look more into them, listen to some songs, and then bought concert tickets because that's what you do when you're trying to get someone's attention. So I bought concert tickets for a guy that I liked in that group. And instead of love connection with him, it was love connection with the band. The guy took off and they'll follow the band 16 years later so there's that i think you won
1: out on that deal
2: i I definitely won out i mean i'm still friends with one of the guys in that group but not him at all i don't even think that guy is friends with the other guy so
0: i win yeah i mean the only thing that really could have made that story any better is if it turned out to be like fawns or somebody (laughs) yeah exactly like i met this guy at a party he told me he was in this band and i'm like all right let's get listened to him. (laughs) right and it's funny you said you know The drinking and smoking in the video, because I mean, the lyrics do entail drinking and smoking, and also feeling high. Correct? Yeah. Not that (laughs) I. Yeah. Legal in Washington, but I mean, come on. (laughs) Yeah, I've never felt any of those feelings before. To any um, local police enforcement (laughs) that are listening to
1: this podcast, Uh, I feel (laughs) I feel all feelings,
0: y'all. Yeah, I feel all feelings. (laughs) Um, Right. uh, With that being said, I mean. As Trevor said, you you kind of lucked out on that one. I mean, you could have ended up with a guy that, you know, was just terrible for you, but you ended up with the best damn band in the world.
2: Uh, A band that never really leaves me jilted
0: or upset. A a band to this day still just makes perfect sense as they did the first time we all heard them.
2: Yeah, they bring back, every time I listen to a song that I've heard a million times, they bring back a different memory. And it's great time
0: it's It's like you know you hear a song that you've heard by them you know a hundred times, and it just it makes you feel the same way you felt the first time you heard that song, yeah, absolutely it's just' you know it's, it's, the first
2: time you heard it it's the first time you actually sat and listened, yeah, to the song, like how everything I, came
0: together well, I mean, you were you know listening to him for the first time with a bunch of guys, so I don't know if you really listened to it the first time you listened to it or what you were doing, Chelsea. <laughs> We Party. were just hanging out,
2: partying.
0: Just hanging out and partying. There's a lot of stories that start that way, Chelsea. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that too. A- anyway, um... but Chelsea, let me ask you this:
1: based on what you just said, have there been times when you've listened to songs by the band where, on the very first time, it connected it with you in the way that you're talking about? Yes. You know, I and mean, I feel like that's that's one of the things with the band too. Like, you know, we'll we'll go into the new album in in a different podcast, but you listen to some of those songs and you can listen to them one time and it just connects it immediately. And some of the other songs I've listened to taken me a while, right? And maybe you don't connect at all, but there are definitely a lot of songs with this band that you listen one time and it's boom done.
2: Well, right. And so that's, that's the point of basically why I worded it the way I worded it. When you first hear it, sometimes you don't really connect with it, but then you hear it a different way or you hear somebody else explain it to you, or even you see it live. And then all of a sudden your feelings about that song are completely different and turned around.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. That happened to me this year. Well, we'll, like I said, we'll, uh, we'll foreshadow and we'll get into that in a different podcast, but man, that definitely happened to me this year.
0: Right. Yeah. It's like you'll listen to a song, you know, for the first time, and maybe this is still relevant with the new album. As you said, we'll, we'll cover that in a later podcast, but, you know, you'll listen to a song back in the day from one of those albums that you maybe weren't into at first, but after listening to it a few times, it resonated with you in some way, shape, or form.
2: Well, I mean, so I was, I'm was i the oldest, so I was listening, I mean, I had heard of them in the 90s, you know when MTV used to play music videos.
0: MTV played music videos? I'm 25, I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, at some point, they had music videos on and not all this drama, reality crap. And I
2: think my issue at the time was their videos really didn't say anything to me. What would you say is the perfect example this video? I
1: absolutely sense. agree with you.
0: No, that makes perfect sense. Absolutely. absolutely agree with you.
2: But in looking back at it now, I get it. And I understand why the video was that way. It's not about the music video. It's about the words and the music. But as a teenager, I didn't get that. And I didn't want to take the time to get it. So I moved on.
0: It's, yeah. You know, and I mean, what what an incredible gift dave has writing lyrics and i mean it's just like and as you said i'm, I'm not going to branch off too far because we are going to cover this new album sooner or later but i mean to this day from the from the very beginning i mean there were some fun songs in there but even the early albums there, there were those songs in there that were just pure poetry not to say that you know any song by them isn't poetry but just some of dave's lyrics early on just pure poetry and i feel like you know, it's not gotten any different. I mean, Dave is still just just writing the most beautiful, beautiful fucking things you've ever heard in your life.
1: I think for a lot of it, yeah. I do think there are there are songs and there have been songs in the recent past that have been very lazy, lyrically. Yeah. Um, but can you imagine, I mean, think and this is for any band, but think about those bands. And, and let's even specifically narrow it down to Dave Matthews' band, because I do think that's one of their, their strengths is the lyrical power behind all these songs. Could you imagine the pressure on these guys writing oh these my songs goodness. to continually having to pump out these songs that just
0: resonate with everybody over and over again? I mean, man, well, I, that was suck to have to do that. And I mean, it might be a biased opinion coming from us, but it's like not only is just, the just the lyrical aspect of it is incredible, but I mean, their song structure is phenomenal. The, the way that they play their songs is phenomenal. I mean, just uh, there's so many the, the instrument the instrumentation in this band is is phenomenal. And like I said, it it, it could be just a biased opinion because we love this band so much. But that's like I said earlier when we were talking, Trevor. It just blows my mind that there's that, that there's not something that some people just can't find about this band that they like. I know because there's yeah. so much to offer no, on the right. table. You're absolutely right. You know, I Chelsea. What get. say what say you about that?
2: Well, and it's you know when they were younger and having those quote unquote best records ever. It's, it's because they were, they were young, they were, you know, barely in relationships with very little kids, so they were writing about things that they knew, drinking, doing drugs, and having sex, those are the things that they were talking about, because that's what they were experiencing, and far be it from them to grow up and have families and not rely solely on those drugs, sex, and alcohol things. They, you know, are now talking about and lyrically speaking about their families and society and things that are happening in real time.
0: Yeah. And to me, as a musician myself and somebody that writes their own music, I've always taken the standpoint that when you listen to music and I, I, I'm uh, the kind of person that listens to lyrics and it might just be because I write, but I know there's other people in the world that don't write that still listen to lyrics. And there's a lot of people out there that just listen to the music. But I feel strongly that when you hear somebody Hear somebody's song, and hear the lyrics in that song. You can, you know, right away at the end of that song, you can tell whether that person knows what the fuck they're talking about, and they've experienced what they're writing about, or they're just writing complete bullshit that they've never felt or never done in their life. Great, I agree. I
1: agree. But you know, not to play sort of to play devil's advocate, I guess. You know, you talk about how back in the day the lyrics were powerful because they were singing about whatever the the sex, drugs, rock and roll bit. And it's harder with the family. I mean, I, I you know what? It doesn't make sense to me. And I'm not going to give him a pass on that. I mean, I still think he has the ability to write incredible songs. For whatever reason, I don't know if they're sitting back and, and not doing it. I don't know. Or again, it, it's difficult, right? I mean, it's hard. But I don't think it's the content that's the problem. I mean, you look at Dave. He is more passionate about his family. And he speaks about that passion on a regular basis during his interviews than yep. just about anybody else so the passion is still there to be able to write a great song about his family i still think he writes great songs and in this album i do think there are great songs on it um so i just don't take that i don't understand you know where y'all are coming from in terms of that aspect uh, i i think he can the content is still there
0: no no i, I are you are, are you thinking that i'm saying that he's writing about stuff that he doesn't know about now is that what you got well it just sounded like well like chelsea was saying something about how you know, they the the great lyrical
1: songs were back when it was about the you know, the drinking and the drugs and everything like that. And nowadays it's, you know, more about the families. I mean you know, I, I think just... that 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 content should be more powerful than any of them, really. I mean they're they're family oh, men now and that's I think it should be as good a content as any.
2: Well, but that's what I'm saying is they, you know, had a standpoint where they were lyrically great in a certain aspect on these certain things while they were growing and and aging and doing these things, and now they're lyrics have changed based on what they're going through in life now not saying that they've they're lyrically challenged or musically challenged that that's not it at all it's that their their focus is different whereas before it was the sex the the alcohol the falling in love all of that got it i see what you're
1: saying yeah isn't it unique i mean it's you know you want people to write about life experiences right i mean that's at the end of the day where the best musicians come from is when they're writing about things they actually know about as opposed to this you know, a lot of the crap you hear on the radio now, there's just the dumbest lyrics you could possibly think of, but they're really great songs, right? It's about personal experience. And it is funny that they don't, I don't, I mean, it's gotta be a conscious decision that they don't sit back and, you know, write songs today, still going back and, and thinking about past experiences and past memories and feelings, etc. It is just a lot now about their current situations, the family, the kids, the, you know current love that they feel and have you know they don't go back and, and sing a lot about the you know past experiences they have That that is interesting i've never really
0: thought about it that way well oh, yeah. then that's like you were you were saying like i wasn't trying to say anything about them you know not writing about what they know about anymore i think i'm of the standpoint that you know they've they've evolved as a band as any band should and they've evolved to the point where you know their sounds a little bit different of course And their lyrics are a little bit different, but I wasn't saying that, you know, that the lyrics are any any uh, less better than what they were. I I believe that, as I said, they evolve. And you know, Dave's always been able to write these lyrics that are just absolutely incredible. That as a writer myself, I just sit back and say, "How in the fuck did he think to putting that to pen and paper, and saying that?" It's just like you know, I've always just wished if I could write that one song that sounded something lyric wise, like what he's writing about, then, you know, it would all make sense to me. Yeah. I wasn't saying that, that the lyrics have gotten any, any less good. I was, all I was saying was, is that, you know, you hear people that are singing and you can just tell that they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. And I'm not saying that they do that at all or have ever done that. Um, I just, as I said, I, I think that Dave is an incredible lyricist and it's, it's not gotten any, any worse. If anything, it's gotten more emotional as I said, you know, they, they kind of wrote those fun, sure, happy, fun songs. Yes. Yeah. yeah, those fun, happy songs. I mean, take Cornbread, for instance. I mean, Cornbread's one of those feel-good, dance-along, you know, happy, funny songs. You know, and then you take the majority of the songs off this record, and it is, you know, uh, it, it's 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 more emotional. And I mean, um, you know, and you said, you know, they're not really looking back and writing about things in their past. It's like, I mean, there's a couple songs on the record where where it is like that, you know, but with that being said, it's like we we uh, said in the in the disclaimer. Or I said in the disclaimer that there's going to be things that we, you know, don't agree on, or there's going to be things that we argue about. Right now, we're we're pretty much just talking about how our love for DMB is strong, and there's not really many arguments that we can make with each other because this is how we feel about this band. It's not how about we feel about a certain song or how we feel about a certain album. You know, that's that's later to come, but sure. then, you know. I just uh, we all love this band and and all the people that we're going to talk to. And, you know, maybe we'll find somebody along the way that doesn't care for the band. You know, maybe we'll get them on the show and we'll make them a believer. You know, we've seen uh, bigger things and stranger things happen. But, uh, <laughs> you know, um, you know, but uh, for the most part, we're we're going to be talking about everything that we love and everything that we dislike about this band. And like I said, we're not always going to agree. We're not always going to have the same thoughts, but that's what's going to make this podcast unique. And, uh, you yeah, know, I think we've kind of we've talked about you know how we feel about this band and uh you know why we love them why we're interested in them where we like to go see them at and uh you know hopefully you've enjoyed listening to this and um you know hopefully you're going to come back and listen to another episode of this with us you know um and for Chelsea this is the intro the uh first episode of lying in the hands of pod and hopefully the the first of many many more to come um and uh you know we like i said we, we hope you enjoyed listening and uh you know I'm, I'm sure we've had fun you know i've been waiting I know we've all been waiting to kind of get this recorded, and I, uh, you know, I think we covered a lot of, a lot of good things, and we've we've gotten to know each other a little bit better. As I said, you know, it's also in the podcast description. We're we're strangers. We we've never met each other in person, but we all share one love. That for, we all share a love for the same thing, and that's what makes us almost, you know, as the group that we're in on Facebook. That that makes us family, pretty much. For sure. Preach. I was about to say, Trevor, did we lose you again? <laughs> no, 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 I'm sorry. He, it was he, just so Trevor perfect. was like,
1: "I was mesmerized. I didn't know what to say. Like, what do you? Oh, to that? that's
0: that. That's what I like to hear. I, I, I made Trevor mesmerized <laughs> yeah. I was, I was waiting for Trevor to be like Fuck you, man. We're not family. I don't know you. <laughs> oh no, already
2: disowned.
0: No, we're all good yeah. there." We're all good. And that's, like I said, you know, that's what that's what's going to make this podcast interesting is we all share a love for the same thing, and we're going to find things that we dislike, and we're going to find things that we do like and agree on. So, as I said, this is the first uh, podcast that's going to be in the books, and uh, we hope you guys come back and listen to more. We're going to look forward to bringing you content every, every week. And, uh, you know, for uh, Trevor and for Chelsea, this is uh, Lying in the Hands of Pod, and I'm Josh Fosby. We uh, hope to have you back listening soon. He's out. Bye. Sickle. You've just finished listening to the very first episode of Lying in the Hands of Pod. We thank you so much for listening. Make sure you share this episode with your friends. You share it on Facebook. You share it on Twitter. You share it on Instagram. Share it on whatever social media network that you choose to use. For Trevor and for Chelsea, my name is Josh. And uh, this is the first episode. There's going to be many more to come. We cannot wait to bring you more content on Dave Matthews Band. Thank you all for listening once again. And remember, eat, drink, and be merry.